Hi, Ben here from Supercoach Insider. If you don't have time to catch long podcasts, etc., on a short turnaround, this is round four in a nutshell. No, this is me in a nutshell. Help, I'm in a nutshell. So I'm going to try and go through every single team in 60 seconds or less. Let's go. Adelaide Crows. Dawson is absolutely... Oh, he's delicious, isn't he? He's delicious. Now, the reason is you have to get him this week. Otherwise, he's going to go up in price. Now, Doherty out's going to be a huge one. Um... Pretty much, if you don't get him, you're going to have to wait at least four or five rounds for his price to come down. Impacting Rory Laird as well. Laird's not getting the tackles. They're not getting as many stoppages per game as well because Berry's out. And they're using Dawson through more of that midfield because he's a better kick. So Laird is actually heavily impacted now on his scoring. So it's either Dawson in or you could possibly get Laird out or at least look for Laird halfway through the year because their draw does really open up um, once you get through the opening fixture. So have a look from, I think, round 10 onwards. Adelaide are killing it. But yeah, Dawson, 173 Supercoach, absolutely killing it. So get him now or wait until his price drops. Brisbane Lions. Now, um, Dunkley is definitely someone that you should be looking at possibly using, maybe even this week for a VC. He's doing really well in that element. Um, Daniel Rich is back this week. So you're looking at, um, you know, Coleman, possibly look at McKenna getting less kickouts, so he might drop, you know, 10 points or so more. Wilmot, well, does he then push up to the wing, etc.? Jared Lyons also has killed it, like 37 and 35 touches the last couple of weeks, so they might even bring him into the midfield and McCluggage out, because McCluggage has been horrible, dropping cash like nobody's business um, as far as that goes. So keep an eye out as far as, you know, what the team structure is this week. And um, Lockie Neal still not... Doing well, like he's doing okay, um, but I think once they start winning more games, etc., Lions are going too quick and direct. They're not chipping it and using it as much, which is hurting both him and Dunkley's score. Carlton, huge one. Doherty is out, out four to six weeks. So for those that held, um, pain, 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 pain is pretty much um, what we are looking at. So look, it's not really impressive. So you have to get rid of him. The issue is, is that if you don't have cash, you're going to be really struck with options to go with. So... Look, though, is um, Ken Cotter might actually get a gig. He's pretty much the halfback flank sort of player that was looking to get a game. So Cowan might actually get some better job security out of it. Walsh is also coming back in this week, apparently. So have a look for that one. But I wouldn't be surprised if Ken Cotter's named. He's 102000 So he's extremely cheap and someone that you probably would look to bring in, um, hopefully, as soon as possible to free up some cash as well. Sard's killing it and doing well. So he's also another possible upgrade option because Doherty's out for four to six. So Saad is pretty much your, your be-all and a go-to as far as um, Supercoach players for Carlton. Collingwood. Now, Colling, Colling, Collingwood. Uh, really interesting. Dacos, again, killed it. VC option uh, is pretty much there for everyone to see. Now, Darcy Cameron obviously injured, so you know they got tailed up in the ruck last week. So speaking of getting tailed up, Marshall got subbed on an eight-day break, so he's a really sneaky captain option if you're game. Um, but yeah, I'll look for the Pies to probably bounce back this week and they'll probably kind of do that through the midfield. So when you look at Saints have a really poor midfield at the moment, um, so I expect them to get sort of beaten up a little bit from, you know, Dugowie and Titch, et cetera, this week. Sorry, Saints fans, but um, yeah, Collingwood, I think it's pretty much just Dacos, Dacos, Dacos. So get on him if you haven't already and just watch the Dacos fly because I'm not sure anyone can go with him at Saints, to be honest. And um, that's, yeah, that's, Highs in a nutshell, like it's, that's it, Dacos, that's your only player. Um, yeah, that's your only player. 
Essendon. Now, Bombers is an interesting one. Uh, Ridley getting absolutely smacked. It looks like him and Redmond have switched roles from that preseason. Now, what that means is that is that Ridley has been pushing up to stoppages a little bit more as that handball release from behind it, and Redmond's more the quarterback um, there, which is why you've seen probably Redmond really killing it in the scoring. And then preseason, Ridley was killing it in the scoring. Now, I don't really like either of them now because they could chop and change depending on form, etc. Uh, Ridley is, means like he's pretty much a must get out. However, with the issues at the moment, you could probably afford to wait a little bit because his break even is not super high yet and he hasn't dropped much cash. So Ridley is one I don't think is now top six to 10. So I think we'll probably get rid of him. If anything, McGrath as well, the exact same thing for that one. Uh, Davey did cop a bit of a knock uh, on his shoulder, but he still scored okay. So he's someone that you might want to look out getting out in a couple of weeks. Parrish and Merritt have been tailing up with possessions, but not doing much with it. So I'm looking at them coming up in a few weeks' time, though, hopefully if they bottom out enough, because the Bombers have a super sweet draw. I think they play North and uh, West Coast twice on the back run home. So I'd be looking at those sort of players if I can look at anyone to bring in. But yeah, Ridley, get out, get out of your side is pretty much where we're at with Essendon. Fremantle Dockers now, not too much relevance there. Johnson has been subbed twice. Now that's an issue that we have a lot of people. So even Hewitt, I think, for West Coast was sub. And what that means is sometimes if they finally do get a gig, all their third game might be as a sub. So you can't bring them in, but then they're still getting inflated in price slightly. Uh, Johnson might actually drop price, depending on how much time on ground he will get. But that's an issue we're going to have with subs at the moment and this new rule because those who are on the fringe might get a couple sub games and then you're having to look to, do I take a risk? Do I bring them in? So even like Samson Ryan, who would have been cheap if he wasn't subbed out of the game or whatever, but now it looks like he might actually be best 22 and he's already inflated in price. So that's something to consider going forward. Um, I think Fremantle uh, bounce back. I think Sarong's looking the most impressive there in their defensive line. Young is not. Uh, if you have him in your side as well, get rid of Young because um, they're sharing too much of the ball back in defense. You have so many options. You know, Cox is doing well, and you have a lot of other options that are you're actually getting that ball. So Young is always a high-variance player. Goes big and then goes small. So I think that's pretty much it. And they're losing. So you don't really want too many players on your side that are losing. And I think that's it in for Fremantle. Geelong is uh, another one that isn't super, super relevant uh, outside of the fact that what well, Rowan got uh, suspended for a week for a bit of a sling tackle. Jeremy Cameron is someone that we have to strongly consider. He looks like the most informed person like in the world. Kicked seven goals, uh, made Sicily look absolutely amateur. And yeah, he was just super impressive. So seven goals. He's also pushing up the ground a lot as well, linking up, getting inside forward 50s. And um, yeah, just looks super damaging around goals and really fit as well which is funny because he said he had a slow preseason start of there. Uh, Stewart is the other one. Now, big name to bring in for Stewart. Now, because he, he, his big score, he's got a fairly low break even. Now, that means that he might go up a little bit maybe over the next week. But I expect once that high score drops out of his cycle, he will actually drop down and get in price. And you could probably get him around 560 or so. So I don't think it's you have to get him now if you want him. But it is also a good opportunity to bring him in now. A lot of people are tossing up, do I go Dawson or do I go Stewart? Well, I think both are going to be that top six. So it just depends on if you have cash or not. Now, if you're getting rid of Doherty, I'd probably suggest you maybe go towards a cheaper option just because otherwise you're going to have to downgrade a, a rookie who doesn't have, uh, hasn't generated much cash already, which means that you're just pretty much going, hey, I'm going to go downgrade a rookie, lose cash because they're not going to make any more if I get rid of them. And then I'm just bringing in another premium for Doherty anyway. So you've lost like 70, 80,000 on Doherty and now you're actually downgrading to then upgrade and pay for someone more expensive or get someone else who's already dropped a little bit. So Stuart is... The guy for me, uh, and that's pretty much it for them. Giants, now, Ralston um, oh, killed me. Roasten, Ralston, 
what a rest. Uh, he was not good. <laughs> he played like 56% time on ground. Didn't get much of the ball. Wouldn't be surprised if he was subbed. If you started him instead of Phillips like me, you overthought it uh, based on role and job security rather than actual scoring potential. Uh, I won't make that mistake again. So he is not good. I guess you're stuck with him now if you brought him in. Um, Cornelio. Oh. I was like, Cornelio. Yeah, look, he's had two good scores in round one and two, two horrible scores in round two, two and three. His role's still there, though. He's still getting CBAs. He can still link up, possibly hit the scoreboard more. Uh, I think if you have him, you're kind of stuck with him. Don't get rid of him because people like me are in a couple of weeks' time are looking at getting him in super cheap, and he is a very, very high target of mine to bring in. Um, so I'd be definitely sort of looking at that one. GWS, so also a lot of their defenders are sharing like kickouts, etc. Now I'm concerned with coming. He had, I think, 22 kickouts, 22 behinds for Essendon, and he had 10 kickouts for only like 76 or 78 Supercoach. He's horrible. Now you have Haynes coming in there getting heaps of intercepts as well. Uh, Rumour is Cadman might even get a game possibly soon or this week, which means like what do they do then with Himmelberg? So it's going to be really interesting with that mix. But I did see Ash. I saw coming. I saw uh, Whitfield getting kickouts. So I think it kind of kills all of them um, is the potential impact there. So I don't like many of them at all as far as that mix. Green's still doing well. Needs to tidy up that disposal, but he's getting plenty of the ball, plenty of contested possessions. His floor looks like around 90, but I'm still waiting for it all to come together. He has a 140 game coming in him very soon. So if you have Green, I'd suggest probably holding him because of that um, high ceiling that's coming there. And Josh Kelly, if you want Josh Kelly, go get him because I think he'll still chip around that 100 mark, but he can go big to the 140s, 150s. So he's also someone that I wouldn't mind looking at as well. Josh Kelly, who would have thought? Um, Gold Coast. Now, Wits out last week hurt a lot of people. Witsy out uh, a test as well for this week. So there's no guarantees he's playing this week, ladies and gentlemen. Um, soreness is the issue. So, look, go figure. Um, and I also thought, is it, um, oh, what's his name? Oil? The, the son's mature Ruckman uh, was, I think, Ruck of VFL, Ruck of the Year last year. Held his own very well. Uh, which is why Marshall probably didn't tail up as much uh, in that game. Now, uh, Anderson absolutely killed it. Could have been a 170 score, but he just butchered it a bit. The most ball I think I've seen Anderson get um, previously. Now, Constable got 35 touches in the VFL. I expect he might even get named because Long was horrible this game. Uh, So it's interesting there. Um, Yeah, so look, it could be a few things to sort of change in that mix. So I'd be interested to see where the Constable sort of comes into that side. Suns obviously got beaten again, so I do expect changes to be made within the Gold Coast team because they just have to. Um, Took Miller is someone else I'm looking at, just doing enough at the moment. Uh, we already know, I think, the first nine rounds, they had a lot of games away. So if he pitters out in price, I think um, Took's someone that can come home really strong like he did last year. So I suggest you look at Took uh, probably before the buys. And because they have that second buy round as well, you can always bring him in because you know you're going to have people that week. So there's never a bad time to bring in a Geelong or a Suns player because they're always going to have the good buy, which is why Stewart's really appealing as well. Hawks. Now, uh, interesting one here. Um, McKenzie only had two CBAs for the game, zero to half time. So he went from being, I think, third in line preseason and like round one or two where he scored well. I think he's gone like a 90-odd, a 50-odd, a 90-odd, right? And then he's come back down to the earth again. Uh, playing a little bit more forward, missed a shot on goal, could have helped him a little bit. However, don't get rid of him because his break-even's still pretty low. Day now, who had the most CBAs for Hawks, is suspended for two weeks. I expect them to challenge it, maybe get it down to one, hopefully. But two weeks for those owners. So if you own Day, that's really painful. Do you hold for a two-week suspension? I suggest you maybe just wait and see Tribunal if they do challenge. Get it down to one, hopefully, for you. If it's a one-er, I'd probably keep. 
um, because you have some reinforcements coming in probably later in the season anyway, or next week, sorry, for DPP. Um, but yeah, McKenzie, I expect to get some more CBAs with him out, which is good because that should then help recycle his scoring potential. So don't get rid of him. Uh, Warple looked horrible, uh, had 16 CBAs though, which is probably better than the week before. But um, look, I think with just his performance and his butchering the ball, just um, he's someone I'd probably look to get out as soon as possible. So if he's someone that you can make a move with, I'd probably rather him than McKenzie because McKenzie can at least you know, make some cash. Now, Sicily did drop a lower score this game. Um, just, yeah, wasn't his round, I guess. And, and I guess, you know, when you have Jeremy Cameron sort of telling up with seven disposals and him getting the ball, and he's so quick on the lead as well, that it was probably a little bit harder for them. And Geelong probably didn't float as much up there for him to intercept. So um, I kind of tuned out in this game, to be honest, once it's the third quarter started to tail up. So... Um, yeah, so that's pretty much one. Sicily, I am looking at to bring in a few weeks' time, though, because I was waiting for this small score to drop his cycle. Melbourne D's now, Clary, 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 uh, only went a 120-odd. He got followed the whole game. And even, you know, when you kind of, even when you split from a stoppage, he still had someone following him, which means that everyone else is free and someone just kept running with Clary. So it was stupid in the fact that we're like, oh, just follow Clary everywhere he goes. It's like, okay, well, I'll just ignore everyone else and just follow this one player, which is why they didn't link up with him as much. Normally, Clary gets a few, like, possessions as they sort of get on the outside anyway. It's like a chip it to Clary because he spreads really well. But it just meant that he had an opponent on him and everyone else didn't. So the ball didn't go to him as much in transition. But he was still really good clean with his hands. Um, really good VC and C option. I think he's the best person that you can have for a VC and C in general. Uh, so I really like him there. Now, the other one. Was it Grundy? It's Grundy. Grundy. Now, Grundy absolutely killed it. Um, that's two 140-odd scores in a row now. So his price is jacking right up as well. Only concern, though, is if you didn't get him, probably don't go with him now because he's already gone up in price anyway. Gorn apparently one to two weeks. So it's going to be interesting to see how Gorn actually plays. Now, is that going to be a one or two week sort of, you know, maybe goes in the forward line a little bit more? Because they're already talking about it now. Grundy's been that good and looks like his old self that you kind of might just leave him there and give Gorn a few games to kind of, you know, scratch up in the forward line. So it'll be interesting to see what that happens there. Um, keen to see what Goodman says in the next week or so as well. Now, the other one is, well, Pickett has chipped away, kicked five behinds, still scored like 90-odd. So he's gone two really good scores now. Um, very, very interesting. So I don't mind people that are looking at Pickett as something different just because I think Dees do win a lot of games. He is getting some CBAs, but also he's so impactful going forward. He looks switched on, but he is prone to drop a stinker. So just do note, though, if you're going to take the good scores and you're going to celebrate that, you might get some stinkers uh, as well in that mix. So I think that's pretty much the only main relevant players for there. Brayshaw in defense is not doing well. So if Salem does come back or Rivers keeps on really producing a defensive line to free him up, then you could maybe look at a brayshaw as far as if that role is changing. Oh, Van Ruin as well as the rookie. Now, he has done well enough. I think it was on Barras, who's a quality player, so you might have to look, take it with a grain of salt because he had um, obviously a hard opponent this week in Barras. Now, he's probably the number one bring-in target. Now, the issue is, though, is that security. So, McDonald was dropped for uh, – he came in for, say, um, Ben Brown, but he did so well as well. McDonald looked awesome. So, at the moment, Van Ruin's probably keeping Benny Brown out which could keep happening. However, if Gordon's now back in that side in a couple of weeks, what does that do to the mix? Well, that then creates another issue in that forward line. So Van Ruin is someone who they do rate, and I know they want to get games into him. However, it's going to be really hard for him to keep his spot when you have two quality players on the trying to keep him out. So tread with caution uh, with that one as far as uh, moving forward. Uh, Kangaroos. Now, Luz Davies Jr. got tagged um, for a lot of this game. It looked like he was going to drop a little bit of a low score, but still scrape through 100. So that's his base at this point in time. I expect, you know, if he gets hundreds on these bad weeks, that's fine. 
like any premium and then looking for those high scores because he does have a high ceiling as well. So I expect that that is still a good option for those that went to him as well. Now, the other thing to note is uh, Sheasel. I think the most disposals for the first four games ever. So absolutely crazy. He'll be DPP uh, next week, I believe. So you can then throw him into defense and look at making moves at that point. Zeebel as well looked uh, good. The role was good. He was actually scoring really well. He was on like 80 just before three-quarter time, gave away a 50-meter penalty, so that drops eight points, and then kind of didn't really do as well in the fourth. So still scored like a 92. Zeebel still looks really good as far as that role there. If you got Will Phillips, the important thing is to note is that um, Cunnington got subbed out of the game, and Clarko was pretty much like, well, he's a contested player that wasn't getting contested possessions. Like he wasn't, uh, clearance. He wasn't getting clearances, so they subbed him out of the game. So if anything, it just means that Phillips is now more rated because once Cunnington goes out, it's like, well, we've already got a guy who can play midfield playing more forward flank, pushing into stoppages. So I think that bodes well for Phillips if you got him. I'm not going to pay 200 or 1000 for him, but I think it's good for those that did get him uh, as far as a little bit more security uh, into that side. And I think that's pretty much north in a nutshell. Oh, uh, if you did have Coburn, Coburn stinker like as in and we said that key forward's going to drop some of these stinkers which is the issue with key forwards and small forwards so i think if you had coburn probably get out now while you did have that ruck score in his scoring because uh, i don't think it's going to get much better and he's going to drop cash really 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 quickly uh port Adelaide now port Adelaide, what a small one this one is uh so rosie got tagged out of the game pretty much a lot of it now the issue was previously they had mills on say a clurry a bigger body and then they had um Rowbottom on a smaller, more mobile body. So Rowbottom pretty much stuck with him. Even late in the game when Rosie got lucky and got a free kick and kicked a goal, which really helped his score because he was on track for like a 60-odd. It was horrible. Um, it was just getting pushed out of the stoppages. So they'd match up and he'd be on the further side from the ruck and Rowbottom was just literally just pushing him away, further away from the ball. And he was fine with it. So I thought it was really, really disappointing, I think, from him as far as that aspect goes because he didn't really um, try to get it until it hit the ground. So... Uh, interesting one to watch there. Butters hasn't been great. His role hasn't been great. But, you know, Port Adelaide, I guess, scraped through. So I expect some maybe some increase on Butters. Uh, Ollie Wines also dropping heaps in cash. So maybe keeping on him in a couple of weeks' time. He was injured preseason. So he's someone that's looking to come forward. And Boke as well has been really disappointing too. So I expect a big lift from them, particularly this week with the round going forward. Um, yeah, so I think that's pretty much Port Adelaide. Richmond. Now, Richmond is interesting. So Nank Curvis is now injured. Uh, medium-term injury, apparently. So syndesmosis or ankle so he's out, so that means Samson Ryan's probably going to get a lot of the ruck time here at the moment. Now, I did hear another ruck that they might play instead of, uh, so keep an eye out on their list going forward because if that is the case, uh, Tom Lynch also injured and you know, suspended, who cares? Um, so injured is the more important one, so that means that Samson Ryan's definitely going to be probably best 22 because I don't think they have anywhere else to go and they're wanting to develop him as a key forward. So what that might mean is that they actually play him specifically for Tom Lynch, better job security, but as a key forward, yeah, still scoring maybe 60s or so at a 150k. Might spike out a few good games with some chop out in the ruck. Just depends if he plays Sol Ruck, though. Uh, someone you could definitely look at um, going in. Soldo back, I think, in two to three. So there is issues there as far as his job security in that ruck line. But if he gets Sol Ruck for two to three weeks, that might actually help prompt his scoring. But uh, otherwise, he's pretty much going to be a key forward. So that does scream a little bit of caution because you've already seen what Coburn can do. If he gets ruck time, Coburn can go up. And if he goes mainly key forward, he can have that low score as well. So... Uh, tread caution there. Um, Taranto 
same old Taranto, zero at quarter time, pretty much barely touched it. And then three quarters, he killed it for like 108 or whatever. Did really well on that fact. Uh, Hopper was the other one now. Did really well, like 60-odd at halftime and everyone's cheering. And they did nothing much in that second half when the dogs really got to work. So I uh, expect him to bounce back as well. First game back after injury, so don't go too crazy. His break even still good. He'll still make money, so just wait and see. Um, on that train there. Now, Young as well. So Tarrant is now injured again. So Young has better job security than he did before. Hasn't gone up much in price, so he is someone you might want to look at coming in. But I still think uh, Kin Cotter from Carlton's probably got better scoring potential, and he probably has some fairly good security coming up if he gets named as well with um, Doherty yet. So I'd probably lean that way over Young just because um, – but Young does have better job security if you went there St. Kilda. Now, um, oh, I've gone more than a minute per team. Sorry, everyone. Um, so St. Kilda, really interesting. Um, oh, Marshall got subbed out of the game three-quarter time and um, pretty much just to be rested. So eight-day break coming to Collingwood, someone that is probably going to really towel up this week. So really interesting there. And, um, yeah, so Saints, I'm just trying to think of anyone else. Uh, Owens did really well. Otherwise, there's not too much relevancy going out of Saints. Oh, Filippo still got a 60 odd. was on 40 at like nearly half time. Looked like he was going to really dominate. But when Saints kicked lots of goals, he wasn't part of that, which meant once the game was done, you don't get much points after that. So he was just missing a little bit of opportunity. Uh, but I still think he has a really big price score to come in his cycle at some point there. Sydney Swans. Um, so interesting. So, yeah, road bottom tagged up in that one. And um, Lloyd keeps tailing up in defense. So the defenders are really still dominating through that part. No real rookies to speak of. Mills has different roles. He's been forward. He's been mid. He's been, def- you know, he might actually go back into defense. So now you've got the McCartan brothers out. You might see, um, is it Phillips? Um, oh, no, what's his name? Came from Sydney Swans. Ooh, you might see him come into that side. It's not Phillips. He looks like Phillips from Essendon. Um, so yeah, you might, he might come into that side or even... The Great White Buffalo. So you might even see um, the guy from, I can't even remember his name now. Look, this is getting to me. I haven't even written notes on here, so this is all one take. Um, So you might even see the Great White Buffalo. Shout out in the comments if you can know who I'm talking about. Will Gould might actually get a game finally, um, but we will see on that one. Uh, Otherwise, yeah, Sydney just sort of chipping along um, there. West Coast Eagles. Um, So Hewitt, I think, was sub for a couple, played this one, didn't do that great. So at 150-odd K, you wouldn't really go there. Um, otherwise, the Jinbin, uh, Jinbi sorry, uh, was tagging Clary all day, which meant he was following the person with the ball instead of trying to chase it himself as much. Coach said that maybe some of these young guys look a little bit tired and that they might get rested at some point. Funnily enough, someone actually sent him, I think, a tweet, uh, in, uh, Instagram message, and he wrote back saying, oh, I should be playing this week. Don't know if that's true or not, but I think he's still good enough. He scored like 100 the week before that, so don't be too concerned on this one. I think it was a learning experience to just follow Clary around the whole time. Uh, which is pretty much the main part of that one. Uh, Long as well, just chipping away and proving me wrong for not selecting him. So if you have Long, I think that's really interesting as far as that point goes, but not much on the horizon outside of that. And there's not really anyone else from uh, uh, Eagles that would probably look at even bringing in my side. Um, Bulldogs. Now, Bontepelli just killing it. Uh, Roll still good. 12 tackles, dominating absolutely heaps. Um, McLean, I think, had like 47 touches in the VFL, so watch him. Um, I doubt he stays in that side maybe because they're winning, but... Interesting enough to watch in that fact there. And um, Jones didn't do as well, wet ball, and he was on like Tom Lynch, etc. So, you know, it's going to be always an issue with such good forwards at Richmond. Um, so he didn't score as well in a wet game as well. So that's what happened there. I expect him to bounce back, but you could get rid of Jones. He's probably the one-two chop if you want to make some cash. Um, McRae still playing, you know, starting forward, pushing up into stoppages. So that's an issue. Maybe they're just playing 
he goes up into the stoppage and then Bont was playing CBA mid and then sort of pushing forward. So it's almost like they rate Bontepelli in the CBA more, but then during the general play, McRae uh, would push up into stoppages. So you have seen some of that fluctuations in his scoring. Lots of dogs to feed in that pie. Richard's still doing fairly well. English is the one um, still killing it. So if you if you want to get him in, try and get him in. Otherwise, they do play Adelaide this week and then Fremantle over in Perth the week after. So maybe that long flight or the double away games, we've yet to see him produce it away from home. So it'll be interesting to see what he does there. Oh, and that's it. Um, pretty much it. So Rand Ruin is the only one. Samson Ryan you might want to bring in. Otherwise, Doherty, try and make those targets there. And that is me in a nutshell for round four. Didn't quite get a minute per team, but I apologize. 23 minutes done. Easy. Thank you very much. Bye.